Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Today's program is brought to you by Whole Foods Market, a dynamic leader in the quality food business, a mission-driven company that aims to set the standards of excellence for food retailers. For more information, visit WholeFoodsMarket.com. I'm Linda Palaccio, host of A Taste of the Past. You're listening to Heritage Radio Network, broadcasting live from Bushwick, Brooklyn. If you like this program, visit HeritageRadioNetwork.org for thousands more. Hello, and welcome to Ask a Clean Person, the podcast on the Heritage Radio Network. I'm Jolie Kerr, a cleaning expert, advice columnist, and author of the New York Times bestselling book, My Boyfriend Barfed in My Handbag, and Other Things You Can't Ask Martha. My weekly column, Ask a Clean Person, appears on deadspin.com, and my guests today are Ann Lightfoot, Kate Palowski, and Abby Lofberg. Hi, ladies. Hi. Hello. I am super excited about today's guest for a couple of reasons. First of all, we this is the first time I've had multiple guests. We are doing a special extended version of the podcast today, 45 minutes, Woo-hoo. because these ladies have a lot to say. Um, and I'm most excited because these are my people. So let me tell you who they are and what they do. Anne and Kate are the co-founders of Done and Done NYC, a professional organizing and staging company that they founded four years ago, uh, which they they like to say uh, they founded it to give them the opportunity to do what they love to do, clean and organize and get paid to do it. Um, Abby, who is also a de facto member. Oh, wait. Anne and Kate are mother daughter. Yeah. Guys, yeah, that's I the important a, part. I have a mother-daughter <laughs> professional organizing team on my hands. I, this is like this is thrilling. I can't even believe that they exist in this world. This is the best thing ever. Abby is also part of the family, so to speak. She and Kate were best. They met in third grade, right? Mm-hmm. Third yeah. grade, um, and they have been best friends ever since. Abby is their operations manager. Um, and since we have them here today, and they are experts, um, I'm going to actually take a little bit of a backseat um, in today's podcast and let them be the experts. I'm going to ask reader questions of them um, and have them answer them. Um, before we do that, though, we have to chat a little bit because we're chatty, chatty ladies. We're going to do our best not to talk all over each other today, although we will definitely do that. <laughs> um, so the first thing I obviously have to... I, now, I know this. I know the answer because um, I know them. But for listeners, I, the first thing I have to ask is, how did a mother and daughter team decide to go into business together? How do you not kill each other? Um, How, I mean, are you, were you both always like this? Like, I want, I just want everything. I want to know everything. everything. And actually maybe us. Abby can jump in since she, sure. she, um, it has a little bit of an outsider perspective on sure. you too. Inside, outside. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. exactly. So, um, we've always done this for friends and family and, you know, if someone was moving or just totally overwhelmed, we were sort of the go-to friends for each of our own groups of friends when they were just like stressed out and needed help at home often this is just like me i i always tell people that the genesis of writing the cleaning column was that 
a friend of mine suggested that I should do it because I was always a friend who who people called people called when something went horribly wrong in their home. Yeah, problem like, solvers, which was always red wine vomit. <laughs> always, <laughs> like I probably I don't. I That's can't, a common affliction. I like, can't think of a friend. Well, my friends, are, <laughs> they're special. Um, but yeah, they're a lot of red wine vomit. So anyway, Kate yeah. was always the friend who came over uh, when I started living by myself. Um, not the first time I lived by myself, not with roommates. She would come over to my tiny apartment in Chelsea, and we would be hanging out, and she would just be kind of like quietly folding my socks and stuff like that. Oh, and I would be like, oh, I stop, just, just you know don't organize for me but of course that's why i mean i it, it makes like, me feel come help me, yeah absolutely like overwhelmed and <laughs> I terrible i love organizing but, other people's things oh my god it feels so good such joy such joy yeah so we we'd always sort of done it and then actually abby's mom was moving out of their house in the city and was a little bit overwhelmed and she didn't know where everything was going to go and she needed everything sort of inventoried and photographed and taken care of and so I did that for her while I was still in school, um, at the new school. And then shortly thereafter, my mom has a friend who's an interior designer and he had a client who needed to move, but she was just totally jam packed and like had two little kids and didn't know what to do. And he was like, would you guys help? Like she'd pay you whatever. And we were like, yeah, great. Sure. sure why not? So we did that and it sort of took off from there. Um, we did a pitch at a real estate firm and mostly we come in through realtors with people right. who are moving and need staging and decluttering and stuff. But and also um, you do a lot of sort of estate. Yeah. And end of life. Yes. Estate a lot of stuff, end right? of life. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And helping. That was a nice of, way to say dead people. <laughs> that is what I'm trying to say. They, we help They clean people. out dead people's homes. <laughs> we do. We do. And we That's really That's where you like find it. the good stuff. It's right. True. Yeah, it's true. It's also the easier job because when people are dead, they're they're quiet. Quiet. <laughs> yeah, they, they don't, they don't feel well opinions. sometimes. I mean, sometimes you'd be surprised to what kids want to hold on to of their parents. Um. I actually would not be surprised because I hear from readers who are going through that, the process of getting rid of, um, you know, parents' belongings. And, and, you know, it's, it's things like not knowing which papers they need to keep. Yeah. And then it's also the sentimental attachment um, of things, yeah. you know, you don't yeah. need to keep your mom's hairdryer for her memory to live on but some people do need to keep that and especially when it's one of those ones in the case yeah yeah you know yeah. that unfolds yes. the head thing out yeah, yeah. it's not yeah. we've seen a few of those yeah um and so in terms of being mother daughter we've always sort of been best friends and love spending time together and we i mean we had sometimes you know high school and drama and whatever challenges. but yeah, yeah thank challenges. god for bar- boarding school for me. <laughs> I, had, I had abby then yeah when kate, when kate wasn't cheerful i had abby as my yeah. other daughter i was the prodigal daughter <laughs> yeah exactly running away from home to the birth <laughs> <laughs> and so yeah i mean we we have fun like the at least for me my favorite part of it is that we get to spend our days together sort of laughing and dirty and going through people's stuff and doing stuff that you know we would have done anyway and we laugh we were walking down the street yesterday and i looked over and said eh, do what you love and you'll never work a day in your life which is just what we say like we love doing what yeah. we do so we have yeah. a lot of fun doing it i would love to do what you do <laughs> i thought about being a professional organizer for a while and then i don't know i maybe i probably needed a partner yeah to absolutely oh, yeah because i thought of just sort of like striking out on my own and then figuring out how to get clients would you guys have a genius solution for getting clients which is you did a pitch at a real estate agency right. and then the agents just feed you business, yeah. which is and amazing. We did try. And now hopefully I'm going to feed you some business. Yes, please. Um, we're going to try to get some of our dead spin readers cleaned, clean listeners and readers cleaned you. up. Yeah, well, we did try working separately, but you know, we had no objection to doing that except for it doesn't work as well for the clients. 
It's yeah. a, a lot of times, especially when you're trying to get rid of stuff and you tend to be somebody who's holding on to things in the first place. Um, that's where your mind goes. It's like, no, no, I should keep that. And and one person who wants to hold on to something can overwhelm one other person. Mm-hmm. Where when there's two people saying, no, right. you strength can't have numbers. that. Exactly. Strength it is. It's all about strength and yeah. numbers. They're also a good complement to each other because Kate's sort of the no-nonsense character who yeah. is is fairly rigorous about She's wanting... the New Yorker. Yeah, wanting to throw <laughs> things out. And Anne kind of it really is great at connecting with the clients. And that's like a big part of it, it seems. Yeah. For, you know, from my perspective, I've been on jobs on and off since I've started here and uh, there's definitely like a, a deeply emotional part oh, of, yeah. of letting go and and so Anne you know um, you know weeps with our clients when they want to <laughs> weep and I would weep all the time I cry on every job dearly I, I'm incredibly moved by the circumstances people find themselves in and by their commitment to kindness and doing the right thing and trying to get their stuff not dumped in the landfills and trying to respect their parents even though their parents are long gone I'm incredibly moved by all of it I could cry right now yeah <laughs> you and I would be she's a little teary yeah you and I would be a, a disaster together because we just we just cry I, I need to be paired up with Kate <laughs> as did I yeah because yeah, exactly. um, yeah I'm super emotional and I and I do I cry at, at emails that I get from readers yeah and, sure yeah I mean sometimes it's hard and with with those ones that I, I find that I'm moved by I, um, I you know I, I try my best to write back to those people just to privately say like here are some thoughts and also just th- thinking of you and mm-hmm. blah 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 mm-hmm. um, I tend not to run those questions because I don't want to yeah. depress my readers <laughs> you're like I'll keep those for myself yeah and um, but yeah I'm with you I'm like just a big old big old tender-hearted clean person <laughs> that's what i am um which is hard when it comes to getting rid of scent because i'm also sentimental and so it's hard for me to get rid of some sentiment i'm better about it and i've gotten better with age also i mean look with age comes distance from stuff you mm-hmm. know i think you just kind of get that perspective um but what so i want to ask about some specific ways that you have of helping people to let go of things so sort of what do you tell people when you're when you're weeping with them? <laughs> well, a lot of times the object that's at hand is infused with meaning and story, memory and all of that. And so one of the things in genuinely listening to another and hearing their story and knowing that what the thing may be, you know, a, a dress, a table or whatever, um, it's not the thing itself. It's the story that goes with it. And I think even as they tell me the story and I listen deeply and I do care about the people involved, it does, even that first step makes it easier to go, it's just fabric. Mm -hmm. It's just a dress, even though it's infused with meaning. And then to pick the few things that you might keep, right? So to start letting go, but say, keep a few. And we go round and round on those things. And often by the end, they have so recreated their parents for us or recreated what went on in that home or whatever that the stories are true and will last and it's much easier to get rid of the things. And, yeah. and oftentimes I think, um, at least in, in my understanding of things, people hold on to certain things of their own, right? Like your prom dress or your wedding dress and your wedding shoes and things like that. But a lot of times it's things of your parents and your children um, that are harder to let go of. Mm-hmm. One, you feel that it was theirs, so you have less of a right to throw it out. And two... You love those people so much that you want to have their things around you. And I think that um, for us to basically say, like, your parents still existed, 
getting rid of their dining room table doesn't mean that you didn't eat dinner there every night. You just don't need to keep it in your studio apartment. Particularly if it's inhibiting your life. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. And that actually, I think, speaks to something that um, I think I told you guys about when we first met, that I had a, a... reader um, write to me and I sort of worked a little bit with her this was one of those emotional issues that she had a couple of storage bins of, of her mother's stuff and it you know she's just thought I, the, the idea of even going through these and getting rid of stuff is so gruesome to me it's so excruciating to even think about I don't know where to start but it's taking up room that I need and so what I told her was if that if she could think of getting rid of these things as something that her mother would want her to do, Mm. that it would make the process a little bit easier, that her mother wouldn't want her things to be negatively impacting her daughter's life. And that that would make her mom sad wherever she is, you know, looking down at her daughter, that she would feel sad to see that, that her daughter is being burdened with these things. And then the, and the, and the woman did indeed get rid of, you know, she went through all the boxes. She said it was very hard. She cried a lot, blah, blah, blah. Um, it sounds like that was probably an example of someone who could have really benefited from a professional organizing service like you guys. Not so much to figure out what to get rid of or how to get rid of it, but just for the emotional support yeah. mm-hmm. of the process and letting go of things. I mean, I will say it's one, um, it's one thing about Marie Kondo that I, I feel a little worried about. That I, I worry that the the emotional toll of decluttering isn't being addressed yeah. when people are going around, you Just know, throwing everything away, throwing everything away that doesn't spark joy. Um, well, and we've talked a lot about, you know, we, we love the idea of sparking joy in that, you know, don't keep a pair of shoes that are uncomfortable and make you feel bad. Yeah. Right. Like absolutely. keep shoes that you like, right. The yeah. shoes we're yeah. wearing matching shoes today. <laughs> but, um, I, there's also a lot of things that don't spark joy that are very practical, like rain boots and a spatula. Like there's just yeah, my utility don't, scissors don't spark joy, but I need them exactly. You know? So it doesn't it doesn't cover the whole thing. <laughs> I think there's you know there's a little bit more to it right. than. But that. also you know I think this you know so the Marie Kondo thing is kind of like you do the decluttering in one fell swoop right kind of idea. And I think I worry because I know how emotional it can be. Even getting rid of socks sometimes can just feel emotionally draining. I don't know if it brings up things about money or waste or. Yeah. I don't know, your foot, foot issues. <laughs> um, I have foot issues, as I talked about on last week's podcast. Um, and so the emotional toll that it takes, like, I, I'm like, how, how could you ask anyone to go through all their stuff in, like, a day? They'll be, yeah. they'll be, like, a, they'll be like an emotional husk by the end yeah. of it. It's, it's I don't exhausting. know how it could be done by themselves. Yeah, I think well, that too, seems too. very challenging And often me. when we're in, you know, we were in a, in a house this week where we were working physically hard to move things around and Abby came and helped us donate a ton of stuff to Goodwill and, and everything. And as we were getting ready to leave for the day, as many people say to us, like, oh, aren't you just exhausted? We go, well, no, it wasn't our things, and we didn't have to make any decisions, but you're going to sleep like a baby tonight. Yeah. <laughs> like, you're going to be exhausted Absolutely. by this. Absolutely. Um, yeah, it's a lot of work. Like, I, right now, I, ha- I am way overdue. Maybe I'll just bring you guys in. Happy I'm, to way, do it. <laughs> I'm way overdue for um, a closet perch because until about six months ago, I was in a sort of strange professional limbo. Not limbo. Limbo is a bad word for it because it was like a great, great problem to have. <laughs> um, I was writing but virtually full time. Um, and I also, um, I had let pe- a lot of people know the story. I had been working um, 
as a, a marketing communications and business development manager at a law firm when I started writing Ask a Clean Person on the side. Um, and then that Ask a Clean Person you know, took off and it's turned into, you know, my, my mini media empire. empire. Yeah. yeah. I was just uh, say. <laughs> uh, well, now that I have this show, it really is a little, little empire. Um, so, um, I, I ended up leaving the law firm work for a while and then I went back to it as a consultant cause I couldn't really devote full time and blah, blah, blah. But it meant that I had, I had two professional wardrobes. I yeah. had my clean person wardrobe, which, you know, basically consists of yoga pants, uh, <laughs> very clean yoga pants, people, very clean. Uh, no crotchy smell. Um, but also I worked at, I worked at white shoe law firm. I wore like bit like full business attire. I mean, not, I didn't have to wear suits all the time, but I mean, pantyhose and pearls. Yeah. So now it's been a full six months since I have not been at a law firm, and it doesn't look like I'm going to go back anytime soon. And I got to get rid of all that stuff. I you don't do, need and it. that's always the thing we talk to people a lot about, like job changes, um, weight fluctuations. Oh yeah. Also, I lost twenty pounds this year. Right. So all I that stuff some... where you go, like I don't want to have to rebuy everything, but I also really don't want to think about gaining twenty pounds back. Right. Or... I don't want to gain back. Well, hence the yoga right. pants. Hence the yoga pants. So anyway, but here's the, here's the thing. I've been putting it off because it's so hot out right now that the idea of like handling my like DVF wrap dresses that I used to wear to White and Kate like I can't I can't fathom it so I'm waiting on that we'll Um, come help you yeah okay so I'm gonna have you guys come in and help me maybe in the fall um this is a good time for us to take a little bit of a break we're gonna be back in just a minute with more from Kate Ann and Abby of Done and Done NYC I'm Jolie Kerr this is Ask a Clean Person the podcast And this is another beat by Rectech. You're listening to Ask a Clean Person. We'll be right back. Today's program has been brought to you by Whole Foods Market. Are you a locavore? Our Northeast regional forager for Whole Foods Market sure is. She spends her time traveling around the New York City metro area sourcing the best new or interesting artisanal and handcrafted local products for our purchasing teams at the local store level. Part of our commitment to our local suppliers includes assisting them with the process of getting their products sold at our stores. Whether it's suggesting packaging designs, pricing, or distribution methods, she's helping some of the area's best new products reach savvy shoppers at Whole Foods Market stores. Today, New York. Tomorrow, the world. For more information, visit WholeFoodsMarket.com. Hello, and welcome back to Ask a Clean Person, the podcast. I'm Jolie Care. I'm here today with the lovely ladies of Done and Done NYC professional organizers, Kate, Ann, and Abby. Um, and we are going to switch things up a little bit. Usually, I'm the, the expert, and I do most of the chitty-chatting. Um, but because I have experts here today, I'm going to make them answer my reader question. I'm going to make them do my job for me. <laughs> love it. We love this it. Give you a so break. <laughs> great. I am psyched about this. So um, I have, I actually have, we've, I have a bunch of questions um, about kind of organizing stuff. And, and I, 
tend to avoid them in my column a bit for a reason that I think you guys will understand fully, which is it's very hard to give someone organizing advice unless you see their stuff. Well, and also and, to give it in two minutes. You know right. what I mean? Exactly. Well, I mean, Mike, you know, I have, I have like unlimited word count as I often take advantage of in my column. I'm the like most verbose clean person in the world. Um, but um, it's, it's hard to do it without seeing their stuff. And then also it's hard to give blanket organizing yeah. advice. So I've, I've done it. I did it once before um, in a column that was, it was one specific reader. She basically was like, she said she was like I'm on the verge of of having a hoarding problem and she what she the way that we figured out how to make this work for me to like basically fix her life over the internet (laughs) was I had her send send me pictures yeah and I mean these pictures were nuts it's good that she told on herself they were nuts a lot of hoarders are like I don't know what you're talking about her (laughs) whole room was covered in her stuff and her closet was entirely empty huh well, it was amazing. I was like, okay. Well, was she first, using her closet for any other purpose? No, it was, was just, she sleeping it just in had it? <laughs> it just had like a few hangers. Like, oh, wow. and I was like the weirdest thing. I was like, well, first of all, hang your clothes up. <laughs> put them in the closet. That would help. <laughs> <laughs> it was pretty easy. Um, and and she was and she was great. And um, and so that's how we kind of made it work. But what I said um, at sort of the, the larger point of that was that. Um, you can't you can't give blanket organizing advice because everybody's stuff is different and everybody's stuff needs to be organized a different way. So um, I I was like, here if you're a scarf hoarder, here are seven solutions for you. But if you only own one scarf, then you don't need a scarf hanger. You know, it was that's the sort of idea of like you have to organize your own things. Yeah, it's true. But also, I would say from having done this for four years, people tend to have a lot of the same stuff. You yes. see the same stuff over and over yes. again, right? So, so it manifests a little bit differently, and all their spaces are differently. So, how you make solutions for it is different. But people hold on to the same stuff pretty yeah. much across the board. Absolutely. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So, I don't. I don't tend to take. I don't tend to answer that many organizing questions in my column. Um, but I certainly get a bunch of them. I'm going to have you guys take a few on for me today. But here's the thing: I noticed when I was pulling questions for you, they're almost all from women. Yeah. Yeah. Most now I've been writing for women. I've been writing for men for like two and a half years. Not many of them are asking me about organizing. Very interesting. I think, um, but they're asking you about cleaning, right? Yes, they are. Yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah, they have loads I, of cleaning questions, but not organizing questions. I would say that I think um, men. It's an area that they worry about less, and I think also to be maybe a little sort of sexist and generalized things. Women tend to take care of the running of the home more frequently and at least in our experience and so the things of children are often run by women and a lot of stuff we deal with are with children and then the only men that we've ever worked for had to do with estates right so you know their parents died and it was them and a man and his sister right so then he had to be involved because he had to take what he wanted of his parents but for just sort of generalized home organizing the men don't want to do it they don't I'm care. not sure they even they see it. They, yeah, they don't the even know behind the problem. Okay, yeah. they do see. They go like, the, stop buying stuff, and it's like that's not a solution, right? Right, it just doesn't fix yeah. it. And right. they're not. And oftentimes, again, in our experience with our clients, which is a pretty sort of niche group, um, the men are not taking care of the stuff at home. Mostly, we work for uh, families where the men are out working; they're not at home dads. So right. we could work for at home dads. We just it just hasn't really happened right. for us either. All right, at home dads. Yeah, give us a call. At home dads, happy to help. Hire you. Hire a professional <laughs> organizer. So here, here's Anne had another interesting thing about sort of 
getting getting men to think about organizing and hiring organizers, which has to do with efficiency. So do you want to mention that quickly before we get into the question? It is the problem behind the problem, right? That things become dirty and hard to manage and all of that when you don't do the organizing first, getting rid of things you don't need and all of that. But I was uh, recently, my son pointed out to me a... um, article in Vanity Fair having to do with Obama and efficiency for him, that one of the ways he helped himself become the man he is, is handling the project behind the project. So things like your clothes, the food, all of those things that are... Exercise. Exercise, all that. It's an efficiency Mm -hmm. situation. And if you get those things streamlined, you have more time to become the artist, the man, the worker, the, the money president. maker. The president. The president. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I think this is a perfect way to convince men to think more about getting organized and maybe even bringing a professional in to help them. Um, this is a question from a woman, um, but I bet that it's one that a lot of men can relate, can relate to. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I'm going to read it and have you guys tell me what you think Reader Sharon should do. You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. She writes, I'm one who lives in a curio shop environment. Same situation at work, in my car, etc. I can't seem to beat it. I know I'm firmly the one who is the problem, as I live alone. No one else is leaving empty bags, receipts, clothing, clean and dirty, around my apartment. It's small. How can it get so cluttered? I think I have a mental block about putting things back where they belong instead of just dropping a hammer anywhere when I'm done hanging a picture. I also have lots of storage containers. Many of them are empty. I can't seem to get organized. Is there any hope for me? I relate to this a lot from so a the personal empty, perspective. I'm just saying <laughs> the empty container thing is amazing because it's just like the empty closet thing. Mm-hmm. Well, you're trying to ha- you're trying to do it and you're trying to figure out a way. So you're like, I know I'll go to the container store. And it's like, that's not going to help you. Well, if you have too much stuff, it's only going to be a bandaid. Right. Yeah. And then two days later, you're going to be throwing your makeup into a bin and it's all going to be. And you'll never use right. it again. Well, and what I would say about the, the person asking the question is she has to ask herself, if it's a problem for her, because if you live with another or many others, um, it's a group problem that has to be solved. But if you live alone, no judgment on my part, live this way if it suits you. It's inefficient. It will make your life harder, but it is your call. But if she wants to change it, I mean, I would say the most alarming of the three places is the car in the very straightforward way that it makes no sense to have a bunch of stuff in your car that you don't use or need. So to start there... That's probably yeah. the easiest place mm-hmm. to start. And pull all that out and go, what is this doing in here? It's probably yeah. mostly trash. To be, oh, I mean, yeah. right? Yeah. I'm, and yeah. our, our number and... one tip always with every organizing, everything for everybody, is pull everything out and put like with like. How many pens do you have in your car? How oh, many pieces of I mail? Love that. How many how, bags of garbage? How many bags of garbage? How many empty water bottles? How many spare tires? Like whatever it is that you have in your car, there's nine ra- spare tires. <laughs> there's a All rational the amount. Tires. There is really a rational amount for each item that you can have. You cannot have 
15 spatulas in a studio <laughs> apartment. I'm sorry, that's not rational. It just doesn't no. make any you sense. You could have two. Yeah. Yeah, maybe three. Especially yeah. if you don't cook. Or... Yeah, oh my God, seriously. <laughs> Especially if like seamless web is your life and you have five yeah. spatulas. Doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Right? Oh, I love that. That's a great way of thinking about things. I also like what you said. I like that you said start with the car because it makes no sense. Yeah. But I also like that for another reason, which is that my sort of my, my initial reaction to the email was to pick one one thing of all of the things that are wrong. Yeah. Um, and, and fix that one thing and then commit to a month of maintaining it. And then after that month, pick another thing. That's mm. a good idea. And then, and then you're just building because I think what people do, and I think this is true of, of kind of almost every like life improvement thing you could do is true of dieting. It's true of like quitting smoking or blah, blah, blah. This is, it's what I call the new year's resolution phenomenon, which yeah. is at the beginning of the year, you're like, all right, this is my year. I'm going to lose weight, quit, quit smoking, take up jogging, clean the house every day. You know, like it, it's, it's this ridiculous litany yeah. of things you're going to change about yourself. And then by January 20th, you're, all of them are out the window. Whereas if you just said, this is the year I'm going to quit smoking and just focus on one thing, you're so much more likely to accomplish that. And then the next thing can be, all right, now that I've quit smoking, I'm going to take up jogging. Right. And that's the next thing I'm going to focus on. And then maybe... Well, what- to, to accept that these things are super complex. Yeah. Right? It's hard to change. And so to not beat yourself up about it, but to try and do it in a way that makes sense, that is gentle and kind and to hire professionals to help you you know to compare it to the diet weight loss thing is very similar yes like we see that it's hugely psychological that there are so many components to how people get in these situations and what they're trying to do and then how they're trying to get out of it Um, but you have to handle one part at a time yeah and and i think also um that oftentimes the people we work with are trying to change a a family pattern of a way of being. So if you grew up in a house where things were cluttered and that's what you know, whether or not you like it, it feels comfortable and known to you as you have to work really hard to change that. And I think if you're trying to use your own eyes and your own mind that was raised in that cluttered way, you don't really even know what it might be like if it was different than that. And you definitely aren't going to see sort of these abstract solutions that we might see since we do this all the time and I was raised this way. Like my house growing up was like regimented and clean and everything was put away. And like, whereas I I came from much more free form. You did. She she came like this, like as a reaction. So you're a, yeah, you're a reactive clean person. My mom had a, a little plaque in the kitchen that said screw housework. And she was a big reader, and she spent a lot of time reading, which I totally respect, rather than cleaning up after the five of us. But my siblings called me Anne and the Cleanup Man. Because <laughs> I was a clean person. Then. That's so. And I think, I mean, look, some of us just are kind of wired this well, and, and to be clear, way. my brother is not a clean person. Well, okay. he's clean. He's clean. He's just got, he likes stuff. He doesn't like stuff. He's yeah. not like me. He's nothing like me. We're exa- I live like in a magazine and he lives not. Maybe yeah. he's like me where I really relate to this question because I'm, this is Abby, the operations manager. I'm not, I was not born a clean person and I do We're not do one. a lot of the onsite organizing. But I think that's made me working at Done and Done 
kind of amazing because I'm able to it's learn. So it's a slow, it's a slower learning process. I, and I have to figure out what works for me, what doesn't work for me. And so like, you know, in terms of maintenance, which is like, I think a lot of people's big issue, you know, what do you do after the, even the professional organizer leaves? And like, it's different for everyone. And I've tried a lot of different things. And for me, just to respond to this question, like it, 10 minutes every morning. Some people do it at night before they go to bed, which I think is really works for them. But mm-hmm. for some reason, that's just time that's occupied. Yeah. And 10 minutes uh, after breakfast, before I get to work, just of putting things away. Even yeah. if, because I will totally leave the hammer out. I mean, I'll just be yeah. like, oh, that lives there. I'm on to the next thing. You know, that's like the way my brain works. Is wired. Like steaming which is forward. fascinating to me because I am the complete opposite. Oh God, I couldn't imagine, I couldn't imagine leaving something anything out of its place why would you do that <laughs> I, I, why would you ever I, do that like, just put it back kate has asked me that question so many times why would you do this abby why would you do like, this? it just doesn't make any sense <laughs> well we have learned from many of our clients who are challenged by this that clear open spaces create anxiety for them yeah oh yeah mm-hmm. It, it brings up like a nervous something. energy. And so when we say, does this feel better? And they're like, not exactly. And so we have it to feels work cleaner, but not cleaner, better, but not better. Interesting. And so we have to help them with what things could be on this desk or this table that would both be efficient for you and calm you. Yeah. So I actually, I'm going to tell you um, a, a quick personal story about my, my best friend. He was like the man of honor at my wedding and he, he and I just like love each other. He is also a fellow clean person. He actually, I'm more of an org. So I like to make the distinction between tidy and clean, mm-hmm. but tidy is, or, you know, organized. I'm, I fall more on the tidy. I love organizing things. I love yeah. lining things up and squaring things and, you know, all that kind of stuff. Purging is yes, a thrill please. for me. Yeah. Kate and I are right on the same page. <laughs> Whereas, whereas Matt is more of a clean person. Like, he loves doing the grout. You know, that, like, Ooh. that. Yeah, no, yeah, I don't do that. He loves that. That's loves a that, good loves man that. to have around. So, but, but he, um, and I've learned so much from him, which is great about cleaning and blah, blah, blah. Um, but one, one little area, um, we used to live across, in studio apartments across the hall from each other and like, in what I call, like, Will and Grace style. And I would always go over to his apartment and I would organize his refrigerator because his refrigerator, it was never dirty, but it was always just crammed and like, In nonsense. and jumbled yeah. and jumbled and it made, and a, and a jumbled crammed refrigerator makes me crazy because I grew up in a house with a jumbled, crazy refrigerator <laughs> and like my mother is going to kill me for, sorry, mommy, love you. The house is clean otherwise, but the fridge was just like a, a scary pit. Inevitably, there's something rotting in there. That's and so the there's thing always there's always yeah. something off in the fridge, and it's just jumbled and like blah, blah blah. And my fridge, there are pictures of it on Instagram, you guys. My fridge is insane. I'm I'm I it's, I so you've feel seen you. it. Yeah, my fridge is insanely organized. And so I would always go and cl- and organize not clean but organize Matt's fridge when I would go over to his apartment. It was like a ritual. I'd go over for wine on a Saturday <laughs> afternoon, and the first thing I would do is organize the fridge, like plop myself down on the floor in front of the fridge and organize everything, and. I would I would always sort of tease him about it, and he he would say, "Jolie, I, you know, I grew up in a house where we really never had food in the fridge. Like, right. I didn't I didn't grow up with a mom who like grocery shopped and cooked and blah blah blah. And so my reaction, like, he was very self aware about it. So my reaction to that is that my fridge 
it feels better to me when it's crammed full of stuff. He feels like rich and he has yeah. a lot of stuff yeah. and abundance of food. Exactly. And all that. Yeah. Exactly. It's all so, psychological. Yeah, it's all psychological. So yeah. on that note, we actually need to take another break. This is a very special episode because we're going to 45 minutes. We're going to come back in just a minute um, with one more reader question for Anne, Abby, and Kate of Done and Done NYC. I'm Jolie Care. We will be right back. This is the lovely Odetta Hartman. You're listening to Ask a Clean Person. Welcome back to Ask a Clean Person, the podcast. I'm Jolie Kerr, here today with the lovely ladies of Done and Done NYC, and Kate and Abby. Uh, they are professional organizers. We have been talking up a storm about cleaning and organizing and the emotional part of, of cleaning and organizing and purging, um, and they have just been great. I feel like I've already learned so much from you guys, um, which is great. We actually have another reader question um again another one from um a woman but actually this is about a couple um Mm -hmm. and so um i'm gonna read it and have you guys answer and we'll talk a little bit more um about what we think reader emily should do uh she writes to me my fiance and i are going to be moving out of our own apartment and into his mother's house to save money I am slowly becoming overwhelmed by the task of sorting through everything and deciding what to keep and what to donate. There are several pieces of furniture that I am not willing to give up, but pretty much everything must go. Some of these things I have had since I lived at home with my parents, and I'm not sure how to make myself give them up. Meanwhile, my fiancé's only attachments are his books and computer. Every time I think about having to get rid of my things, even if I haven't seen them in a year... I get all anxious about the task at hand. Do you have any suggestions on how to make this process a, a bit less painful? Please and thank you. So this is like right in your wheelhouse. Because yeah. this is like, I mean, basically the advice is hire Ton and Ton NYC. <laughs> <laughs> because she's having an emotional reaction here. And she's having an emotional reaction about her stuff. But I'm going to bet that if we got reader Emily in the room, what would really come out is that the emotional reaction that she's having is to this huge life change she's going through she's getting married she's moving she's moving into her in-laws house which i it's hard i have to say i don't think that's the best idea for newlyweds but that uh, you know i know some sometimes circumstances sometimes dictate yeah so uh but i'm a little concerned about that and i want to talk i want to talk personally to reader emily about that (laughs) decision that they're making um but yeah i think that that's actually probably a lot more of what's going on is that it's, it's not actually this piece of furniture no i don't think so at all and i think um my my first word of advice would be allow yourself to be anxious right allow yourself to feel how anxious you are 
how much change is going on. I mean, we, Abby's getting married in September, and yes, even I this am. morning we were talking about I got married last year, and, and there's just so much with getting so much. married. So much life change, both like I'm in still, the real world and in your head. And I you're still crazy haven't adjusted. And, yeah, no. My second anniversary is coming up, and I still am like, what did I do? <laughs> I'm breaking out into rashes. Well, so yeah, Abby's that's what's going on with me I, this I love week. my husband. It's not like it's not. We have a great merit, like. But yeah, it's it's weddings changes. are constant. I'm like seizing up just thinking about it. And what, and also the thing, like people, I, I love my husband. We had a phenomenal wedding last year. It was so much fun. It was really fun. But it's a huge just to-do list. You oh. know what I mean? So, it's a lot. so even if you're having a small wedding, it's a big life change. You're getting married. Abby and I were talking last week about how before we before I got married and she currently are going on shopping sprees. Oh my where God. Where you're like, I need a new wardrobe because I'm going to be married. It's like, that makes no sense. But okay. <laughs> but so I would say. And also like, wanting to be 16 again and being like, maybe I should start smoking. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> just like losing your shit a little bit but I, I think like go ahead and be anxious and um sit in that and and allow that to be where you're at because you have a ton going on with getting married and moving and moving in with your in-laws and i think part of it is probably about these are your things that that you have had as you know an adult woman on your own and things from your first apartment and from your parents and stuff and you don't want to let those things go. That's that you have infused them as you that that table, that chair, that's you. And I think, you know, let's say you're moving into a bedroom. So you don't in, in your parents house. So you don't have room for a table or a couch. And you go like, OK, I really love that couch, but I can't. But I can fit a side table, some art, this chair of my mom's like things that you can make room for. Try and talk to your fiance and maybe even his mom of like, would you mind if we moved this chair from the bedroom so that I could bring my grandma's chair? Because it would make me feel like at home that. in your yeah. home, right? So the, the goal is to make yourself comfortable in these other people's home. Right. And so whatever you can bring with you that's small enough to fit is great. And if there's something that's really like a family heirloom in some sense, maybe your own mom and dad can hold it for you for two years. Or maybe a family friend has an attic where you can put it or, you know, just be careful. It's not going to get wet or damaged right. or anything. What well, do you guys think about well rehoming, rehoming it to someone or a friend. like a friend? Yeah, even yeah. a friend. So you still get to see it and go like, oh, my God, that was my couch from my first apartment. But yeah, you can't take it with you. And the idea that storage is a slippery slope. Yeah. Yes. It's, it's emotional decisions that are being deferred. Yeah. So rather than saying, I'll just store all of this because at some point I will have a home, you know, we all know that whatever that time may be, it could be years, even decades. We have cleaned out storage places that nobody has looked at in 20 or 30 yeah, years. Absolutely. It's and it's expensive. Money. And it's, it, it is an emotional decision to first. Though both so, of us have storage bins, just to be clear. <laughs> yes, <laughs> but I don't think that we could live in less space than we do. No, that's true. We don't. We live in tiny, tiny apartments. Right. right? I mean, that's the other thing. We, we, you know, we, live, we all live in New York, so we live right. in tiny. Yeah. I live in a tiny home. Um, I mean, I'll tell you, my, all of, my, my, my mother, I really didn't want to... This is a weird thing, because I love homewares and stuff like this, but I also was like, an, I was like ancient when I got, finally got married. So I had all my. Yeah. The only thing I didn't have was like China, but who needs China? I got China. So I got I got China. Well, listen, I got China because oh my god, this is like I'm gonna just have to email my mom and be like, I'm sorry, I love you so much. I, I said all these terrible things on my podcast about you, mommy. Um, no, my mom is great, and she and she was probably right about this, but um, she really was very insistent that I register for China, and I familiar story. Kind of, I just I, I just capitulated. Um, 
My mom's a very strong. My mom is a litigator. Oh, she litigated me into registering <laughs> yeah, for China. That's it. what happened. Yes, so that, mommy, it. look there. See, I turned that into a positive thing. You're so <laughs> she's so litigious. So You're so litigious, mom. She's imagining your happy future Thanksgiving. She is. She is. Right? Exactly. And my China powder is awesome. Also, it's the bomb. <laughs> like it's like it's totally cool. It's a tobacco leaf. Go Google oh. that, guys. It's like awesome. It's so cool. Um, so anyway, so but my China, you guys, it's all sitting in my mother's home. Yeah. And then my second anniversary is coming up, and I have a lot of feelings about it all my wedding stuff is at my dad's house in connecticut i have a lot of feelings about it and and in part because you know we we live in this this tiny place i guess i feel like i actually sort of came to terms with this recently that i i maybe registered for a life that i pictured us having in marriage that is the life that we're actually gonna have what you're talking about is what we do as organizers it's the life that you're not exactly living right now but you'd either like to be or at one point you were or you thought you might and then it didn't turn out so like the suits that you were talking about we have helped many women who at the end of their professional lives they held on to their working wardrobes but it may be 15 or 20 years in the past yeah and so they they can't imagine that they're not going to be professional women again in the future it's hard you know it's i was thinking when you were talking about the furniture um you know from our reader emily who's moving um that i think a lot of these things and i i don't know if men have this Probably, but, you know, we're, we're all ladies here, so we'll talk about this. I think a lot of these things are talismans of our independence. Yes. Yes, absolutely. Um, and so it's a very, it's a, it's a complicated thing about getting married. I don't know that men feel that, I know that they, I know they feel like the last of like the, ba- like the bachelorhood. Right. Kind yeah. Of the, the wild oats days. But I don't know if the if the it's the independence thing as much. Well, the separation th- from family of origin stuff. Yeah. yeah. I mean? And I think also that um, again, this may be you know sexist in some way, but I don't think that men when they're getting married are picturing Thanksgiving dinners. Right. It's not I like they're not imagine, registering for China. Like I don't know. About I don't. That. I don't know. Lots of men. Who like my husband was involved in in what we chose and registered for, and he's got a fabulous eye, and I, I love his taste. Um, but I think in a lot of situations, they're like, yeah, great, the yeah, okay, great, whatever. Yeah, yeah great. Dan got <laughs> mad at me because I didn't register for we didn't register for China, but we registered for this amazing kind of handmade Australian pottery thing. Plates, flatware, I don't know what it's called. Anyway, I'm not, good, I'm not good at this. I'm not good at this. this is a <laughs> but um, I didn't register for matching ones. I just wanted the colors. I was like, I like that color and that color. And he was like, Abby, this isn't it's matching. It's not done. It's, what, not, yeah, done. it's, not, it's <laughs> not done. Like, what are we going to do if we have people over? And I'm like, having people over? We have four seats in our house. Oh, <laughs> Dan's imagining your yeah. life. So he, right, yeah, exactly. So, he, so, so yeah, he's imagining so adulthood. Men. For him, it's adulthood. It's yeah. like, this is my home. I'm going to make it what I want it to look like and it's crazy exactly so wait you guys are going to be amazed at what I'm about to do because I'm about to bring this so full circle here's a tip I like to give brides who are like having the chi- the China dilemma yeah. right the China it's, dilemma yeah. it's a big I, one. T- I tell them don't register for it if you're on the fence because if you're on the fence it's pro- you're probably really not going to use this are you are you not going to use it in the next five years right so put aside some money that you get because everyone gets money of yeah, when you know, get married. Yeah. When you get married, like that's a common gift to get. So put aside a little bit of that money, make a little dish slush fund for yourself, and in five years' time or ten years' time, when you have the home where you can have the Thanksgiving that you've pictured, go to an estate sale. 
Mm. Because, because it's all four dollars now. Just so estate you know. sales, <laughs> resale values are not good. <laughs> are a treasure trove of yeah. beautiful sets of china and silver and crystal and all of that kind of stuff for a song. Um, yeah. And China new is crazy expensive, crazy crazy. Um, so yeah, estate sales are my are my jam. I always tell brides like just set some side you know money aside and go to the state sales um and that is a lot of what you guys kind of set people up for in Come your to one work. of our estate sales <laughs> yeah exactly in your work you that call. you're going through i mean you know look it's sad to talk about but you're going through the, the the belongings of someone who's passed and getting them ready either for throwing out donating or sale i mean yep. valuable you know your china pattern if you if you have you know a son and he doesn't want your China, it's going to get sold. Yep. So there we go. Um, and on that note, we unfortunately have to wrap up, which I'm so sad about. We could be here all day. We could be no. here all day. Um, I want to thank Anne, Kate, and Abby of Done and Done NYC Professional Organizers and Stagers for joining me in this extended version of Ask a Clean Person, the podcast. I'm Jolie Kerr. Thank you all for listening today. And we will see you next week with more cleaning advice from me. Um, thanks so much. Bye. Thanks for listening to this program on heritageradionetwork.org. You can find all of our archived programs on our website or as podcasts in the iTunes store by searching Heritage Radio Network. You can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at heritage underscore radio. You can email us with questions anytime at info at heritageradionetwork.org. Heritage Radio Network is a 501c3 nonprofit. To donate and become a member, visit our website today. Thanks for listening. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.